Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. Judges chapter 18. In those days, Israel had no king. And in those days, a tribe of the Danites was seeking a place of their own where they might settle because they had not yet come into an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. So the Danites sent five of their leading men from Zorah and Ishtael to spy out the land and explore it. These men represented all the Danites. They told them, go explore the land. So they entered the hill country of Ephraim and came to the house of Micah where they spent the night. When they were near Micah's house, they recognized the voice of a young Levite. So they turned in there and they asked him, who brought you here? What are you doing in this place and why are you here? And he told them what Micah had done for him. And he said, he has hired me and I am his priest. Then they said to him, please inquire of the Lord to learn whether our journey will be successful. And the priest answered them, go in peace. Your journey has the Lord's approval. So the five men left and came to Laish, where they saw the people were living in safety, like the Sidonians, at peace and secure. And since their land lacked nothing, they were prosperous. Also, they lived a long way from the Sidonians and had no relationship with anyone else. And when they returned to Zorah and Eshtaol, their fellow Danites asked them, how did you find things? They answered, come on, let's attack them. We have seen the land and it's very good. Aren't you going to do something? Don't hesitate to go there and take it over. When you get there, you will find an unsuspecting people and a spacious land that God has put into your hands and a land that lacks nothing, whatever. Then 600 men of the Danites, armed for battle, set out from Zorah and Eshtol. On their way, they came up near Kareth, Jerim, in Judah. This is why the place west of Kareth, Jerim, is called Mahana, Dan, to this day. From there, they went on to the hill country of Ephraim and came to Micah's house. Then the five men who spied out the land said to their fellow Danites, do you know that one of these houses has an ephod, some household gods, and an image overlaid with silver? Now you know what to do. So they turned in there and they went to the house of the young Levite at Micah's place and greeted him. The 600 Danites armed for battle stood at the entrance of the gate. The five men who had spied out the land went inside and took the idol, the ephod, and the household gods, while the priests and the 600 armed men stood at the entrance of the gate. When the five men went into Micah's house and took the idol, the ephod, and the household gods, the priest said to them, what are you doing? And they answered, be quiet, don't say a word, come with us and be our father and priest. Isn't it better that you serve a tribe and a clan in Israel as a priest rather than just one man's household? The priest was very pleased. He took the ephod, the household gods, and the idol, and he went along with the people, putting their little children, livestock, and their possessions in front of them. They turned away and they left. When they had gone some distance from Micah's house, the men who lived near Micah were called together and overtook the Danites. As they shouted after them, the Danites turned and said to Micah, what's the matter with you that they called out your men to fight? He replied, you took the gods I made and my priest and went away. What else do I have? How can you ask what's the matter with you? The Danites answered, 
Don't argue with us or some of the men may get angry and attack you and your family will lose your lives. So the Danites went their way and Micah, seeing that they were too strong for him, turned around and went back home. Then they took what Micah had made and his priest and went on to Laish uh, against the people at peace and secure. They attacked them with the sword and burned down their city. There was no one to rescue them because they lived a long way from Sidon and had no relationship with anyone else. The city was in a valley near Beth Rehob. The Danites rebuilt the city and settled there. They named it Dan after their ancestor, Dan, who was born to Israel, though the city used to be called Laish. There the Danites set up for themselves the idol, and Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Moses, and his sons were priests for the tribe of Dan until the time of captivity of the land. They continued to use the idol Micah had made all the time the house of God was in Shiloh. Okay, Judges 19. In those days, Israel had no king. Now a Levite who lived in a remote area of the hill country of Ephraim took a concubine from Bethlehem in Judah, but she was unfaithful to him. She left him and went back to her parents' home in Bethlehem, Judah. After she had been there four months, her husband went to her and persuaded her to return. He had with him his servant and two donkeys. She took her into her parents' home, and when her father saw him, he gladly welcomed him. His father-in-law, the woman's father, prevailed on him so to stay, so he remained with him three days, eating and drinking and sleeping there. On the fourth day, they got up early and prepared to leave. But the woman's father said to his son-in-law, Refresh yourself with something to eat, and then you can go. So the two of them sat down to eat and drink together. After the woman's father said, please stay tonight, enjoy yourself. And when the man got up to go, his father-in-law persuaded him. So he stayed there that night. On the morning of the fifth day, when he rose to go, the woman's father said, refresh yourself. Just wait till the afternoon. Um, wait till the afternoon. So the two of them ate together. Then when the man with his concubine and his servants got up to leave, his father-in-law, the woman's father, said, now look, it's almost evening. Spend the night here. The day's nearly over. Stay and enjoy yourself. Early tomorrow morning, you can get up and be on your way. But unwilling to stay another night, the man left and went to Dorjebius, that is Jerusalem, with his two saddled donkeys and, a con and his concubine. When they were near Jebus, the, the day was almost gone. The servant said to his master, come, let us stop at the city of the Jebusites and spend the night there. And his master replied, no, we won't go into any city whose people are not Israelites. We will go to Gibeah. He added, come, let's try to reach Gibeah or Ramah and spend the night in one of those places. So they went on. And when the sun set, as they neared Gibeah, and the sun set as they neared Gibeah in Benjamin, there they stopped and spent the night. They went and sat in the city square, but no one took them in for the night. That evening, an old man from the hill country of Ephraim, who was living in Gibeah, the inhabitants of the place were Benjamites, came in from his work in the fields. When he looked and he saw the traveler in the city square, the old man asked, where are you going? Where did you come from? And he answered, we are on our way to Bethlehem, are on our way from Bethlehem in Judah to a remote area in the hill country of Ephraim where I live. I've been to Bethlehem in Judah and now I'm going to the house of the Lord. No one has taken me in for the night. We have both straw and fodder for our donkeys and bread and wine for ourselves, your servants, me, the woman, the young man with us. We don't need anything. Well, you're welcome at my house, the old man said. Let me supply you whatever you need. Only don't spend the night in the square. So he took him into his house and fed his donkeys. And they had washed their feet, 
they had something to eat and drink. While they were enjoying themselves, some of the wicked men of the city surrounded the house. Pounding on the door, they shouted to the old man who owned the house, bring out the man who came to your house so we can have sex with him. The owner of the house went inside and said to them, no, my friends, don't be so vile. This man is my guest. Don't do this outrageous thing. Look, here is my virgin daughter and his concubine. I will bring them out to you and you can use them and do to them whatever you wish. But as for this man, don't do such an outrageous thing. But the men would not listen to him. So, they, so the man took his concubine and sent her outside to them. And they raped her and abused her throughout the night. And at dawn, they let her go. At daybreak, the woman went back to her house where her master was staying, fell down at the door and lay there until daylight. When her master got up in the morning and opened the door of the house and stepped out to continue on his way, there lay his concubine, fallen in the doorway of his house with her hand on the threshold. He said to her, get up, let's go. But there was no answer. Then the man put her on his donkey and set out for home. When he reached home, he took a knife and he cut up his concubine limb by limb into 12 parts and sent them into all the areas of Israel. Everyone who saw it was saying to one another, such a thing has never been done, seen or done, not since the day the Israelites came up out of Egypt. Just imagine, we must do something. So speak up. Judges 20. Then all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, from the land of Gilead, came together as one and assembled before the Lord in Mizpah. The leaders of all the people of the tribes of Israel took their places in the assembly of God's people, 400 men armed with swords. The Benjamites heard that the Israelites had gone up to Mizpah, and the Israelites said, tell us how this awful thing happened. So the Levite, the husband of the murdered woman, said, I and my concubine came to Gibeah in Benjamin to spend the night. During the night, the men of Gibeah came after me, surrounded the house, intending to kill me. They raped my concubine, and she died. I took my concubine, cut her into pieces, and sent her one piece to each region of Israel's inheritance, because they committed this lewd and outrageous act in Israel. Now all you Israelites, speak up and tell me, what have you decided to do? All the men rose up together as one, saying, none of us will go home. No, not one of us will return to his house. But now this is what we will do in Gibeah. We will go against it in order to decide by casting lots. We will take the men out of every hundred from all the tribes of Israel and a hundred from a thousand and a thousand from 10,000 to get provisions for the army. Then when the army arrives in Gibeah and Benjamin, it can give them what they deserve for this outrageous act done in Israel. So the Israelites got together and united as one against the city. The tribes of Israel sent messengers throughout the tribe of Benjamin saying, what about this awful crime that was committed among you? Now turn those wicked men of Gibeah over to us so that we may put them to death and purge the evil from Israel. But the Benjamites would not listen to their federal Israelites. From their towns, they came to Gibeah to fight against the Israelites. At once, the Benjamites mobilized 26,000 swordsmen from their towns, in addition to 700 able young men from those in Gibeah. Among all these soldiers, there were 700 select troops who were left-handed, each of whom could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. <clears throat> Israel, apart from Benjamin, mustered 400,000 swordsmen, all of them fit for battle. The Israelites went up to Bethel and inquired of God. They said, who of us shall go up first against the Benjamites? And the Lord replied, Judah shall go up first. The next morning, the Israelites got up and pitched camp near Gibeah. The Israelites went out to fight the Benjamites and took up the battle positions against them at Gibeah. The Benjamites came out of Gibeah and cut down 22,000 Israelites on the battlefield that day. 
But the Israelites encouraged one another again and took up their positions where they had stationed themselves the first day. The Israelites went up and wept before the Lord until evening, and they inquired of the Lord, and they said, Shall we go up to fight against the Benjamins, our fellow Israelites? And the Lord answered them, Go up against them. Then the Israelites drew near Benjamin the second day. This time, when the Benjamins came out from Gibeah to oppose them, they cut down another 18,000 Israelites, all of them armed with swords. Then the Israelites, the whole army, went up to Bethel, and there they sat weeping before the Lord. They fasted that day until evening and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. And the Israelites inquired of the Lord. In those days, the Ark of the Covenant of God was there with Phinehas, son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron, ministering before it. And they asked, shall we go up to fight against the Benjamites, our fellow Israelites, or not? The Lord responded, go, for tomorrow I will give them into your hands. Then Israel set an ambush around Gibeah. They went up against the Benjamites on the third day and took up positions with Gibeah as they had done before. The Benjamites came out to meet them and were drawn away from the city. They began to inflict casualties on the Israelites as before, so that about 30 men fell in the open field and on the roads, the one leading to Bethel and the other to Gibeah. While the Benjamites were saying, we are defeating them as before, the Israelites were saying, let's retreat and draw them away from the city to the roads. All the men of Israel moved from their places and took positions at Baltimore. And Israelite ambushed and charged out of its place west of Gibeah. The 10,000 of Israel's young, able men made a frontal attack on Gibeah. The fighting was so heavy that the Benjamites did not realize how near disaster was. The Lord defeated Benjamin before Israel. And on that day, the Israelites struck down 25,100 Benjamites, all, with armed, all armed with swords. The Benjamites saw that they were beaten. Now the men of Israel had given way before Benjamin because they relied on the ambush they set near Gibeah. Those who had been in ambush made a sudden dash into Gibeah, spread out, and put the whole city to the sword. The Israelites had arranged with the ambush that they should set up a great cloud of smoke from the city, and then the Israelites would counterattack. The Benjamins became to inflict casualties on the Israelites, about 30, and they said, we are defeating them as in the first battle. But when the column of smoke began to rise from the city, the Benjamites turned and saw the whole city going up in smoke. And then the Israelites, Israelites counterattacked, and the Benjamites were terrified because they realized that disaster had come on them. So they fled before the Israelites in the direction of the wilderness, but they could not escape the battle. And the Israelites who came out of the towns cut them down. There they surrounded the Benjamites, chased them, and easily overran them in the vicinity of Gibeah on the east. 18,000 Benjamites fell, all of them valiant fighters, as they turned and fled towards the wilderness, towards the rock of Ramon. The Israelites cut down 5,000 men along, with the along the roads. They kept pressing after the Benjamites as far as Gidom and struck down 2,000 more. On that day, 25,000 Benjamite swordsmen fell, all of them valiant fighters. But 600 of them turned and fled into the wilderness to the Rock of Ramon, where they stayed four months. The men of Israel went back to Benjamin and put all the towns to the sword, including the animals and everything else they found. All the towns they came across, they set on fire. Okay, Judges 21. The men of Israel had taken an oath at Mizpah. Not one of us will give his daughter in marriage to a Benjamite. The people went to Bethel where they sat before God until evening, raising their voices and weeping bitterly. Lord God of Israel, they cried, why has this happened to Israel? Why should one tribe be missing from Israel today? Early the next day, the people built an altar and presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Israelites asked, 
who from all the tribes of Israel has failed to assemble before the Lord? For they had taken a solemn oath that anyone who failed to assemble before the Lord at Mizpah was to be put to death. Now the Israelites grieve for the tribe of Benjamin, their fellow Israelites. Today one tribe is cut off from Israel, they said. How can we provide wives for those who are left, since we have taken an oath by the Lord not to give them any of our daughters in marriage? Then they asked, which one of the tribes of Israel failed to assemble before the Lord at Mizpah? And they discovered that no one from Jabesh Gilead had come to the camp for assembly. When they counted the people, they found that none of the people of Jabesh Gilead were there. So the assembly sent 12,000 fighting men with instructions to, to go to Jabesh Gilead and put the sword put to the sword those living there, including the women and children. This is what they are to do, they said. Kill every male and every woman who is not a virgin. They found among the people living in Jabesh Gilead 400 young women who, have never, who had never slept with a man, and they took them to the camp at Shiloh in Canaan. Then the whole assembly sent an offer of peace to the Benjamites at the Rock of Ramon. So the Benjamites returned at that time and were given the woman of Jabesh Gilead who had been spared. But there were not enough for all of them. The people grieved for Benjamin because the Lord had made a gap in the tribes of Israel. And the elders of the assembly said, with the woman of Benjamin destroyed, how shall we provide wives to the men who are left? The Benjamite survivors must have heirs, they said, so that a tribe of Israel will not be wiped out. We can't give them our daughters and our wives since we Israelites have taken an oath. Cursed be anyone who gives a wife to a Benjamite. But look, there is an annual festival of the Lord in Shiloh, which lies north of Bethel, east of the road that goes from Bethel to Shechem, the south of Lebanon, Le Lebona. So they instructed the Benjamites saying, go and hide in the vineyards and watch. When the young women of Shiloh come out to the join in the dancing, rush from the vineyards, each of you seize one of them to be your wife, then return to the land of Benjamin. When their fathers or brothers complain to us, we will say to them, do us the favor of helping them because we did not get wives to them during the war. You will not be guilty of breaking your oath because you did not give your daughters to them. So that is what the Benjamites did. While the young women were dancing, each man caught one and carried her off to be his wife. Then they returned to their inheritance and rebuilt the towns and settled in them. At that time, the Israelites left the place, went to their tribes and clans, each to his own inheritance. In those days, Israel had no king and everyone did as they saw fit. That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website, studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you, and may his light shine upon you.